0: hello guys welcome back to another episode of the pickup ben and i were out last week just on vacation so happy to be back giving you guys more content um got a good schedule for you guys today in this episode we're first going to be talking about the result of the summer league final sacramento king's coming on top ben shaking his head at the screen a little upset about the celtics next we're going to be talking about the lowry marketing trade that just got announced yesterday and then finally we got a cool segment for you guys going to be doing a little bit a little draft about the top players under 25 um, and Ben and I are going to build teams and kind of debate on whose team would win in a hypothetical game and we'll let you guys kind of get involved in that too on social media after the episode but super excited about this episode for you guys so happy to be back and filming again ben how are you doing
1: Oh, well, you mentioned the summer league, so I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, never so sad. So,
1: it's never been so invested in the youngsters just during the summer before. We um, yeah, didn't I guess, even mention the Kings, too. Yeah. We didn't even mention the Kings, and I feel so, like, disrespectful for that Um, because they did, They were, like, 3-0 and at that time that we filmed the last one, and then they went to 4-0 and to get themselves in the championship. But, my God, Davion Mitchell, off night, had the, he had the whole team in the off night. Like, I uh, I mean, he stopped everything Um, with Peyton Pritchard. Like, that man was shooting, like, 60, 57, high 50% from field, from three. Um, and he even let him get shots up. So, I think Peyton had, like, two points at halftime. And so, I mean, that guy's defense is incredible. And now I'm looking at that board, and I'm like, how do you fall on nine? Yeah. Because um, I'm just looking at his impact. And I know he's a little older, but, like, still, I was like, that dude's a winner. Like, that dude's just going to make plays like he – he got, okay, this is my, this is like, this is going to be the bias of my, my shelter fandom coming in again, but he reminds me of smart a little bit. Like, but he's better. And like, he, he looks like he can be better as far as a shot creator goes. So, yeah, I think I
0: agree with you there,
1: but like, I think his defensive impact is going to just be incredible. So like, I know you and I talked about like the three, the three guard lineup after that i'm like run it let that guy go <laughs> you know let see what happens but i mean and then Luke Kane was incredible um as the mvp that dude was hitting like every time the celtics would kind of get close like that dude would just hit a hit a three that would kind of be like no nope, now nah, is still like a 20 point game you guys aren't even getting this to like 15 or 16 like mm-hmm. so i mean that i mean props to the kings man i i feel like that's probably like do just because of us, like um, kind what of karma, <laughs> yeah, like kind of going over them a little bit, and that was they were totally under the radar. I didn't even realize um they were three and zero. And I mean, granted, like there were so many games going like throughout the whole turn like throughout all those days. So of course, mm-hmm. something's gonna like fall under. But I mean, damn, that that was really impressive. And they don't even have like a ton of household names. So
0: I was gonna say Mitchell was really the only big attraction pieces the most recent rookie yeah. so yeah
1: so I mean good to them I think what they're the first team to ever win like multiple summer league titles so I think they got two now so take, take that what you will but
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go Kings fans <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah I mean congrats to them they they, they had a fun end to their summer and um, I'm sure the Kings fans are really excited for for those two guys that we mentioned in in Lou and Davion to kind of maybe get some more run here
0: yeah, yeah. All right, i would have to say too like Mitchell's off night nickname is one of the cooler nicknames already in the NBA. And I, I can't wait to see what he does to rest players in the league if he can't have that kind of defensive impact right away. Um and just hearing announcers, off night, does it again. You know what I mean? So, like it, it's so it's, cool. it's pretty cool. It's <laughs>
1: um, so cool. Like man, you're coming in a rookie with that kind of like oh that's that's dope.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, I think Luke Kane too, obviously, like being a ducks fan, right? Already knew or, sorry, I've already known about him, but I always liked his potential as a player too. like good win, good creator, good score, just maybe came out a little bit too early from college. Um, but it was cool to see him kind of perform and it'd be interesting to see if he does get some run on an actual Kings roster. Um, but yeah, overall, super impressive. You know, shame on us for not mentioning the Kings earlier, but um, good job, Sacramento and coming away with their summer league title. But Let's transition here, Ben, to the the kind of bigger NBA news that's been The (laughs) blockbuster! Blockbuster trade, at least for the time being, you know, quiet quiet stretch of the offseason. It is is a bigger deal. We finally got Lowry Marketing traded after a lot of debate in Chicago, right, about if he was going to stay. I mean, he's been on trade rumors for a while, I feel like. so, But let me provide the details of the deal here. Um, so marketing is going to be sent to Cleveland and he's getting, um, I want to say like four year, $67 million deal in that signing trade. Blazers came in and are getting Larry Nance from Cleveland while Chicago is going to acquire Derek Jones, Jr. A protected first round pick via Portland, and then a protected 2023 second round pick via Denver, which I believe came from Cleveland. So that's kind of the outcome of the deal. um, and everyone involved. I'm just going to provide my initial thoughts on it. And then, Ben, you kind of chime in. I think Blazers, Larry Nance, I think is a good pickup for them. I think, you know, it just doesn't move the needle too much. But he's a really good contributor across the board, Um, especially if they're trying to improve that defense. Like, he was really top of the league in steals and deflections last year. So he'll be active. And he can't contribute, I think, more than Jones Jr. was. Granted, that might have been – just them not utilizing him as much as they should have. But I do like Larry Nance Jr. a lot, so I think he's a good pickup for Blazers. Chicago really came out to me as a big winner here, though, getting wind depth and Derek Jones Jr., an active defender, um, high flyer, getting draft capital back after they've made some of these deals for, like, Vucevic and DeRozan. And then Cleveland is the only one and as a Cavs fan, like, I'm trying to get myself excited about this because we got the biggest name in the deal, right? Like Lowry, who's still only 24 years old, came off of, like his best shooting season of his career. And he's not that far moved from, like, all rookie first team and, and stuff like that. But we just signed Jared Allen to $100 million, like extension. We just drafted Evan Mobley, third overall. We still got Kevin Love on the roster. Who knows what will happen with that? And now we're bringing him in at four years, 67 million. So it's like we're tying up a lot of money in the front court. And obviously his need, like his shooting is a big need for the roster, but it's just a really perplexing fit when you have that many guys that are going to need minutes. So that's my only hesitation. Like I, I mean everyone in Cleveland, like they want to swing on young talent because it's like, we're we're not a big free agent destination. So I understand it, but getting rid of a guy and Larry Nance who actually wanted to be in Cleveland and could play three through five where marketing is really a four or five in lineups. It's just, it's a little hard to really fully understand, especially when Nance is on a really good deal and, and we need more vets in the locker room. There's a lot of kids now. And Lowry is still only 24. Like, so he's been in the league for a little bit, but he's, it's not like a vet, like maybe Rubio who he brought in late um, earlier in the off season. So it's interesting. What do you think about this trade, Ben? What are your kind of takeaways?
1: I mean, I was surprised, I guess, when I first saw, like, the Woj the bomb, um, and especially to see Lowry going to Cleveland, just based off what you said. Like, there is nothing that I see there where he is, like, more than a six man um expect like if especially with the money tied into Allen like now if you're like hey maybe we move Jared in a year or two when Mobley can maybe play more center and then you play Mobley and Lowry together and you have like a little flexing like as far as spending money can go but and I think Mobley can be like a really good defender but like right now it 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 doesn't make a ton of sense um Mm -hmm. I get your your pitch as far as like you know just have to grab as much young talent as you can and see but 18 mil, 17 mil a year for him to come off the bench when you're already contributing, like whatever Mobley's contract was for third overall, and then the hundred plus mil and Jared Allen. And then Kevin Love's contract is still on the books as like that max extension. So that's just like your whole budget is essentially in that front court. And, and I can't, I don't know. Um, as far as the other two teams involved, I think it was great for Portland to get involved in this. Um so, and, like, the way they did, um, because looking at it initially, I'm like, man, uh, can you imagine if the Bulls came away with Nance there and had him with Vucevic? It would have been really nice. Yeah, so I was kind of surprised that that wasn't their first target. Obviously, Derek Jones Jr. has a really good defensive impact um, because he had really good spurts there with the Blazers, but then fell out of the rotation when the team was kind of, like, up and down. but. Uh, I mean, we talked about fun two K team last time. We talked about the Bulls um, and Jones kind of just adds. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah. So I think I think the Bulls and and the Blazers are both like the clear winners. Cleveland is kind of gonna be like a wait and see, I guess. It's like right now, it's really just like a why. Like, yeah, I, I feel like Lowry could have gone to so many other teams, and it would have made a lot more sense because I know he wanted a fresh start, but. I don't know. Like, I'm surprised he even signed the contract with Cleveland. Like, maybe it's just because of the money. I don't know if he was getting that kind of offer somewhere else, but I think I don't know if that's definitely been it. I don't know if that's a fresh start that he really wants because I don't think he's starting. So it's it's interesting. Like, unless they decide to really bring on Mobley slow and have Lowry and Allen start, maybe but then, like, you know, Mobley's eventually going to get into that lineup. Like, you
0: He's yeah he's the most not
1: talented guy you have in that front court so yeah
0: I agree with you there he's he's not gonna if Mobley were to come off the bench he wouldn't be coming off the bench for long so especially with with fans you know like we just drafted this guy through overall like there's billboards of him in the city like it's it, you won't be able to play that guy off the bench for very long even if you do so I'm I'm with you. It's a little confusing and a little bit wait and see. I hope this means that they're not done making moves to try to maybe clear up that rotation because the real thing that Cleveland needed was wind depth and they still don't have that. Um, We're just adding talent in the front court again. So um, I know one other thing, though, Ben, is for the Blazers. It's been a really quiet offseason, especially with all this, like, speculation around Dame and his future. And I want to know, obviously, I think Nance is an impact player. He can definitely contribute to a winning team, which the Blazers are usually always competitive, right? So he should only help in that regard. But in your opinion, right? Does this move the needle at all, or are the Blazers still kind of just disappointing, Dame, in terms of hey, our roster is not good enough? I
1: mean, look, this is the best move they've made all offseason. That's but- true but that's not saying much considering what else they've done. So like, look, if this was the capper deal that they made to kind of finish out their offseason, where they're like, okay, we're committed. Dame's giving us kind of an ultimatum here or time. Like he's actually kind of like clocking us in here. But I'm like, I don't know. Like obviously the defense in Portland has been like always a problem. And I think that will change with a new head coach. Um, but And so I think Nance's fit there is going to be great. But as far as, like, does this move them up the standings? Like, I don't think so. I mean, look, you still have have Denver getting Jamal Murray back at some point. Obviously, the Clippers are going to fall because of Kawhi. But, like, every other team you look at in that West, it's just like, does this make a difference in them beating Denver last year? Probably not. Probably not. Like, Maybe if Murray was out, but this year, no, I don't think so. I don't think Nance makes that big of a difference. Um, obviously, I think with those two teams that like that series can go either way. We've seen them have their playoff battles each time, and each t- respective team came out on top. But then when you get start start getting to the teams like the Lakers, you're like, are we really are we really going to go to the finals with this? So, mm-hmm. I, you know, what I, I think it's it's the best way they could have ended things here because it did end on a high note. But it's hard to imagine Dame kind of being like, hey, they're it. commit, they're committed to me, like, like I am to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I get you're a small market. They are kind of strapped with their their team, but you got to you got to do a little bit more than than
0: just Larry Nance there. I know. I'm agreeing with you there, and especially since. It's just like wondering how that lineup's gonna work. Cause like, if you think about it, just in terms of roster, like I think trying to improve that defense, you go Dame, CJ, you throw in power I mean, has to start. Right? I, yeah, that's my point though. It's like you think about a lineup right that utilizes defense and does a little bit of everything around your your guys. Like obviously Dame, CJ, and Nurk are your pens, like your your for sure starters, and then you got a guy in Covington who's a three three and D wing. And then you could throw Nance, who shot his career high in three-point percentage last year, like around 36%, um, really active defender at the, like, four spot. And so he you theoretically think he could be a great spot at the starting four and help him improve that defense for the Blazers kind of – he's also, like, a rim runner, can get up and down. But but then, like we just – like you just said, we got Powell, who just got this big extension, and now you have to play these three guards who are all, what, six, three and under? Yeah, six, Powell, four.
1: Powell's taller. Powell's – Norman I know so he plays the guard spot a lot but he is um,
0: I mean he's got a long wingspan he's a good defender yeah but um, still like you're playing you're playing three guards so it's just tricky so I mean obviously I think Larry's a great addition off the bench if that's most likely how he's going to be used but it's just interesting and and like you said it's just Dame said he's here he's committed for now but I definitely don't think this was enough to move the needle. Portland is for sure going to have to make some more moves, I think, to keep him happy. And like you said, does it really help you beat those top teams in the West? Like, unless you really get some luck, like they maybe did in 2019, they caught fire and made the Western Conference Finals. But a lot has to go right. And like we saw with, like, a team like Phoenix, a lot has to go right for you to make the finals. So it's it's tricky, man. I just... I. I think, like you said, it was a great addition for them to get involved in this deal, to do something. But in terms of their whole offseason, it just doesn't really – it's not a huge vote of confidence. No, and look,
1: I think you can make – I mean, man, you can make the argument that you should have some games where maybe Nance is your starting five, and then maybe you go Nance, Covington, and then the three guards and Palace CJ, and Dame. It's a great um, small ball lineup. Yeah, like so I, I think you can do a lot of, a lot more things now with his versatility there. Um, but I, and Dame's incredible. Like he, he's going to get that team to the playoffs if he's, if he's there for the whole season, but, No doubt. but it's just like, how many times are we going to run this ship? You know, like, I mean, it's how many first round exits have they, they had over
0: the, like his tenure there. I mean, shoot, it's like four in the last five years. I want to say, or it's, yeah. it's something it's, it's not great. It's not great for Portland.
1: Yeah. And he's, I mean. He just turned 31, so I think I'd I'd honestly be kind of surprised if Dame is there through the entire season, especially – I mean, okay, I'll take take that back a little bit because he is, like, a very loyal to that franchise. So, But if the team struggles there and you get off to a really poor start, because you already talked about the roster not really being enough, and it's like Cody Zeller, Ben Macklemore, Tony Salel, And Larry Nance now that's what you added here so I just don't I don't think that really changes their outlook much so we'll see I mean I'm obviously rooting for them it's cool to see Dame in the small market especially after what Giannis just did um, with Mm -hmm. Milwaukee to see those like those smaller teams have that kind of success but uh, it's kind of it's it's kind of i'd be worried if i was a blazers fan i mean this is like i said this is a good note to end on but i i mean every game you're going to be stressed out because like you're just going to be monitoring those standings non-stop to be like hey is this good enough for Dame to like stick with us like
0: yeah and like you said i i, I do love his loyalty especially like you said seeing it pay off for a guy like Giannis leading the bucks to their first championship so it's like would i love to see that for Dame? absolutely like no, I think there's hard, it's hard to come up with a list of players who deserve it more than he does, but Portland also hasn't put around or made the moves necessary like Milwaukee did to keep Giannis happy or keep them com- really, really ultimately competitive. So I would not blame him at all for requesting out if maybe they don't make more moves or, like you said, they struggle. It will just be for sure a storyline to watch. I do love them getting involved in this deal ultimately, like they're doing the moves that they can. Lance is definitely an impact player, but. It's it's not enough at this point in time. I think the roster still needs work and improvement. Are they going to be competitive? Like you said, absolutely. Dame will keep them competitive. The rest, they have good players in the roster. It's just in terms of the upper echelon of the West. Like you said, we might not be seeing them come out in series against those top teams. So it'll be interesting storyline to watch. Um, It's going to be the most talked about storyline, I think, this whole NBA season, essentially, because he's going to be the biggest name, along with Bradley Beal, who might potentially get moved. But, again, we'll just kind of have to wait and see on that. Any last-minute thoughts been there on Dame or this trade before we move to the next segment?
1: No, I I mean, it was cool to see some some action in the NBA. It's obviously the most, like, active league um, out of professional sports, so it's always cool to kind of get those updates and just reshuffle – and obviously talking points for us here, but no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think I think we've kind of hit the nail on the head there with most of those talking points.
0: Yeah, agreed. So this next part, I'm excited for you guys. We're kind of just trying to create content and make it entertaining. And Ben and I came together, decided we wanted to kind of do a draft, essentially, of building a starting five. We're going to keep it to players twenty or under 25 years old So let me read the draft board. Um, We have Luca, Trey, we got Jason Tatum, Booker, we got Zion, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Ja, DeAndre Ayton, and then Bam. So that's kind of our top, not, it's our top 10 of players for this board. It's not like the best players, hey, these are the best players 25 25 and under, right? There's so many other good players that we could have included in this list. A lot yeah. like Lamelo, Brandon Ingram, Ben. If you have others, to shout out. Darren
1: Fox, Jamal Murray, and uh, and obviously, yeah. um, this is under twenty five. If it was twenty five and under, obviously, Towns would be mm-hmm. included on this list. Like Ben Simmons, probably too. But this is kind of where we kind of did the cutoff because it's already hard enough to just grab ten names here.
0: And, and that's now just we're what kind we of did.
1: fighting each <laughs> other on putting names on here anyway. So we just we got this, and we're just gonna run with it.
0: Yeah. So we got got ten names. And like I said, you guys can debate all you want on who should be included in this list or not, or throw us out some other names to include, and we can redo a segment like this. But um, these are our 10 names, and we're going to do a kind of a mini draft here. I'm going to actually share my screen with Ben to decide the coin flip for who gets to go first.
1: Never felt this much pressure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. You see that, Ben? Yeah, I see it. All right. So we're going to flip. And Ben, you want to call it now before I do the flip?
1: yeah Thanks. yeah, I'll, I'll call it i'm 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 going i'm
0: going heads all right okay flip oh <laughs> it is tails so i right. get first pick here and then ben and i will just going to go back and forth to build our teams uh and then afterwards we'll maybe debate about a little bit and then um kind of wrap this segment up and let you guys kind of decide on social media who kind of comes out on top with their team so I'm putting Ben in a tough spot here now. Who he wants to grab at number two? Because uh, easy choice for me, I'm going number one. Luca. It kind of has to be Luca. Um, he's going to join the franchise. We're going to be competitive and entertaining right off the get go. So Luca is now on my team. And Ben, you got the next pick.
1: God, dude, this is this is like the worst spot because, <laughs> like, like you said, everything was clear at number one. Uh, people can make whatever the argument they want, but I think it's obvious Luke is like the best player under 25. Um, this, this is tough. Cause I, I want to, I'm torn with my, my personal fandom. Um, <laughs> and I'm hoping that gets
0: the best of you. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then, okay, here, the, this is what I'm, this is what I'm deciding between and it's tough. Yeah. Let's let the like, listeners know. Let's look. It's listeners know. tough. Cause there's like three, there's three that you could really make an argument for. Um, and I think those three are, are Trey. Like we just saw what he did and getting the Hawks, to the Eastern conference finals. I mean, we talk about his defense, but I mean, just watch how that guy impacts the game. Like it's, it's incredible. Like people talk about a combination of like Steph and Steve Nash, and that's not really that much of a stretch. Like the guy can shoot it from distance. Um,
0: Like, and then we could have maybe seen the finals. Who knows? Yeah. So, they,
1: I mean, they pushed the bucks to six games when he was kind of hobbled there near the end. So, um, and then, and then I think it's Zion. I mean, you talk about a guy that just, you know, box office, I think as Stephen A would say. Um, (laughs) but like that dude's incredible. So, you never, we never seen someone so efficient um, at his size and what 20, 25, 27 points a game here in his second season, all star he's just like a
0: next level athlete too
1: yeah so but then there's tatum and that's where like my homer (laughs) is like so torn um because like that dude has had so much playoff experience he's he's got all the numbers like you could make an argument he should have been on all nba this year Mm -hmm. so like this is where i'm torn because he he really, I think he's the other guy here. Where you're like, that guy can, that guy can be an MVP too. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean you can make, maybe you can make, you can make the argument there for her. maybe all, all the guys, all the top four guys we're mentioning here. But um, Tatum looks like the next. I, I feel like the next closest player after Luca as far as like maybe claiming an actual trophy. There, um, I don't think he has the highest. I think Zion would be the one with like the highest ceiling mm-hmm. left, but.
0: So it's a tough decision, Ben. But I don't like. You know, we gotta get the jeopardy like music here. going. I know, <laughs> I know. Like, the clock's winding down.
1: I've used my like five minutes probably already.
0: <laughs> but commissioner needs your envelope. Who are we picking?
1: I'm taking Tatum. I can't. All right. It. I can't. I can't. <laughs> so I can't where status comes I in. I can't not do it. Like okay, whatever. Like might get hate, but I all think right. You got someone there that can can go defend Luca there.
0: No, I, Ben, I absolutely love it. And especially since I absolutely love it because he made it really easy for me. I'm definitely going Zion That's my second pick. So we're pairing Luca and Zion. Future of the Jordan brand. I mean, you can throw Tatum in there too, but... (laughs) But hey, uh Luke and Zan, I'm thrilled with how this draft was has been playing out so far. But Ben, let's see how you build around. Tatum. I mean,
1: look, you have the marketing. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. You have the marketing. We're gonna, we're gonna sell team. seats, yes, bro. <laughs> yes, the seats are gone. But right. I mean, then it's Trey. I mean, I have to take Trey. Okay. I mean, okay. you look at look at how much I mean Tatum, look at what he did this year with um the kind of the end of roster and Kemba in and out of the games. He really expanded his playmaking, but can you imagine him next to a playmaker like Trey? Mhm. Like that's, I mean, and then you talk about the shooting too. Like he's gonna spread the court for Tatum. Yeah. I mean, think. I mean, I think that's dangerous. I mean, we're gonna outshoot you guys. That's what I'll say. We're gonna outshoot you.
0: You will. You will. You'll outshoot us, but we'll we'll see how this goes together. We'll see how this goes <laughs> together. I gotta build this team around now, Luca and Zion, who just absolutely lethal pairing, but. This is where I'm kind of tricky. I do want to add some like shooting and um, scoring, maybe additional playmakers. So it's not all on Luca. I'm kind of torn here between Book after his great finals run. Um, I think like a great two way player like Jalen Brown is tempting. But then also Donnie, who has been tremendous at leading Utah as a number one scoring option, impact defender. I'm um, really underrated playmaker too and I think because I'm also just a big fan of Don Mitchell I do have to go Donovan Mitchell here I like the addition next to Luca in the backcourt and he put, he's a nice outside shooter to kind of space and he can definitely run offense next to Luca as well and kind of use that burden so I'm I'm going Donovan Mitchell here okay
1: I think you're your fandom might have just helped me out there a little bit. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It might have,
0: <laughs> but you can't. Donnie, uh, no, I love
1: Donnie. I love Donnie. I think. I think you could kind of split hairs with the player that I'm going to take here, as far as like who you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm taking Booker. Like I take Booker. No, completely understandable. Like, I mean, um, he look, he improved his defense an immense amount this year, and then we already saw him drop forty twice in the finals there. So I mean I already said I was gonna outshoot you. I didn't think I was gonna outshoot you like this with this. Yeah, with, we'll still see, man. We'll see. <laughs> with, but I mean Booker, Trey, Tatum. I think that's a pretty good three.
0: It is, but you know, out shoot me maybe from the outside. But we got Zion who shoots 100 percent from inside the paint. So <laughs> okay,
1: it's it's high 60s. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Still very so we'll impressive, we'll
0: yeah. Um, but I like this so far. You know, I got Luke at the point running things. I think his efficiency could go up next to obviously Zion and Donnie. I got Donnie at the two next to him. Zion at one of the big spots. I think what I want to do here is add an impact wing player too. And I'm gonna take it from you, Ben, just because I know it's gonna upset you. But I'm taking Jalen Brown. Why? This dude, this, he's going to be <laughs> a great defender on this squad. Contribute across the board can easily lead you in scoring one night too. And yeah, we're just going for a super athletic active team and I, we're going to give, we're going to give Luca all the lob threats he wants. Oh my God. I can't.
1: <laughs> I mean, talk about top tens. you got Jalen, Donnie and Zion out there running.
0: Yeah. Oh. Plus Jalen, Donnie, best friends running the wins. Like, uh. Uh, it's true. I mean
1: there you saw their bubble, their bubble friendship there. That was yeah. incredible. Um wow. This is where it gets tough because I am I'm, I'm torn between like uh like finishing out the, the roster, I guess, and mm-hmm. then um building like I mean I think and the players are at the bottom of this list. I'm like, man, like I, I could have made arguments to take them earlier. For um, sure. Which is kind of how, how it falls here. I think I'm going to take Bam.
0: Okay. I like it. I like the pick.
1: I think I'm going to take Bam. You know, we got the shooting to go around him. And I think, you know, out of all the defenders that's going to try to go against Zion.
0: He's a great pick.
1: He's a great pick. And um, I think you can plug and play Bam on any single team. And he's going to be like, he's going to have that kind of immediate impact. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think I'm think i going to go Bam. Okay.
0: Okay. Now, this is where I think it gets tough for me just because, obviously, like you said, any of these guys could have been picked earlier. Um, the last two remaining, just to remind our listeners, are going to be John Morant and DeAndre Ayton. I'm tempted to grab Ayton because he did show some like post like face up ability, kind of space it at least from the mid range for um, for Zion. But then theoretically, if I wanted, I could slide like Luca or, or, or Jalen Brown to like the four run a little bit of small ball with Zion at the five and throw him jaw. But I think we're going to give you some trouble. I think I'm going to go Deandre Aiton. I think I'm going to go Aiden. Okay. He's added to the team officially. Okay. Well, I mean, I just got another incredible playmaker then.
1: And you did. I mean, you, you could have finished out the, you know, the highlight dunks uh, with jaw I, there. I know. Reunited that. him and Zion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that that should have been. Um, I think it could have been done there, but no. I okay. I like it. I like I like getting draw I think um, him and Trey in the backcourt there are gonna like move the ball to an incredible degree that we've never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'll just move book to the three, and then have Tatum at the four, and then we can finish it out with. Uh, with Bam there at the five. Um, I think Tatum is also very capable there of guarding um, guarding Zion for Spurts. Um, I know we're gonna have to we're we're gonna be a switchable team though uh, best we can. I was kind of surprised you guys uh finishing out the the board that you didn't uh, you didn't snag jaw there. But I mean you got Luca. So you know just run that run that point that six seven six eight oh, yeah. point there.
0: I think that's why – I think that's kind of why I went that way. And I definitely – that's why I, con- I was contemplating throwing Jot in there, right, because I could move, like, say, Jalen or, or Luca down. But I really like having Luca as my primary initiator and giving me a supersized point, thrown in – and then to reiterate my lineup for the listeners too because I know Ben just went through his. Um, my point guard is going to be Luca, Shooting guard is Donovan Mitchell, small forward, Ben's favorite player, Jalen Brown. and power forward. We got Zion and center. We got DeAndre Ayton. Um, Also, I just have to say my big man is extremely efficient from the inside as we saw DeAndre Ayton also made such a huge impact on that finals run. So I'm really happy with how this played out. I think I have the size. I have the defense. um, Definitely scoring as well to make things difficult for you. You're definitely going to outshoot my team, I think, from the outside. But I'd argue I have the better defense. You might. Uh, you might. You might. Uh, it's definitely up for debate. Yeah, I think Donnie and Jalen help you a ton. Zion, you got to throw Zion. He's, He's maybe not. Yeah, okay. He's not the impact defender of like a guy like Bam, right? Um, or even Tatum at this point. is definitely going to protect the rim for you, though. Yeah, that's that's my point. As I think Donnie and Jalen Brown can be my like stoppers. And then I have like Ayton, who's a solid big man. We saw him contribute defensively well for the Phoenix. He kind of let that defense in the middle. And then Zion can just, you know, fly around and get blocks from anywhere on the three point line to middle of the paint.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm torn here. I might even like your team more. I don't know. Uh, no i i like how it turned out this is fun but it's always tough making these kind of decisions obviously you got the size but you know we're just gonna we're gonna outscore you that's 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 my that's my team philosophy right now
0: all right well we'll have to see how the listeners decide um i am going to be honest Ben. i just i think my team's gonna get you beat i think it's seven game series to be competitive but in our scenario one game i think we're coming out on top
1: one game. You think one, one game. game? One game. You think you get one and the seven? I don't get – I can't get the one.
0: I said you, it, you definitely make it more competitive, I think, in a seven-game series. I don't know who would win seven games. I think yeah. in a one-game scenario, I, we'd come out on top, though.
1: I mean, but, you know, we saw Tatum drop a 60-piece this year. We've seen Book drop a 70. We've seen Trey, you know. Like, I, I got the guys who can, like, take over, take over, you know, I mean, I've also
0: know- seen Donnie and Luca do their fair share of taking over. Yeah. Tough. All That's right. Tough. We'll tough. have to, we'll be posting this for you guys. Once the episode officially releases uh, on Monday, um, make sure to post some polls for you guys on social media. Um, let us know who you think would win in this hypothetical one game matchup between Ben and I's teams. Um, let us know if you want us to throw in, future guys for maybe another discussion um and yeah just let us know your input we'd love to keep doing more fun segments like this it's really fun discussion between the two of us and um gives us some more more things to talk about and just highlight while we're kind of going through the quieter stretches of the offseason here so oh, i
1: do have a one last update for us dan oh yeah go ahead i think i just saw something from our good friend adrian borshkowski um,
0: Shout out Woj, Woj Bombs.
1: Kevin Love has no interest in discussing a contract buyout on the two-year $60 million left on his deal.
0: I'm absolutely not surprised by that. <laughs> I'm not at all um, either, but, but I, I
1: don't know who takes on that contract now. So is he just going to kind of finish out those two years? Because I don't know if anyone trades for that. And then... If he actually just wants to, if he, if he really wants to win again, then he's not going to get shipped off to the team on that kind of deal. So Mm -hmm. it will be a little hit there for us, but I just saw it. So I wanted to kind of throw it out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. We want to provide listeners with live up-to-date information as well. Um, Especially if it happens when we're in the middle of filming here on a, on a Saturday. Um, But yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He's, He signed with us in the past because he wanted, wanted the money. Um, it will be interesting to see if his morale is kind of affected because it's definitely seen him kind of have his, uh, has has outburst with like such a rebuilding young, like bad team. I'll just say it like, like been a bad team. So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. And that definitely makes things a little bit more complex in terms of, again, like I was saying, lineup, um, if we were able to maybe agree with the buyout for him or, um, so, yeah, because I think if we trade him, we're going to have to, like, attach a future asset or, or really take on some other bad contract. So, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Um, I would be surprised, though, if he's with us for a long stretch of the season. So, yeah, Kevin Love still flourishing with his sixty was it 60 million left on his current deal.
1: Yeah, you got to move 30 mil a year. I don't know how you're yeah. going to do that.
0: No, that's tough. That's tough. But, you know, props to him. He got his ring, got a huge contract. He's doing well.
1: Yeah, no, I trade places with him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I love Kevin Love. But, but yeah, um, I'd also like to see him, though. Like, he is kind of nearing the end of his career. And, and Cleveland, I think, made it clear to him that he's going to have a lesser role on the team. I always thought it would be
1: so cool to see him back in Portland. You know, I he do grew too, up in like man. Oswego. I, I, I mean, with the Laren ants now and then their contracts are all over the place. I think it would have just been cool to see maybe for a little bit near the end there, but mm-hmm. that's not happening unless he buys out. And then I feel yeah. like if he were to buy out, he's going to go somewhere um, with a better chance to win than Portland. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think, like you said, if he, for some reason they do, he's maybe shifts his stance and they do agree to buy. Out. I definitely could see him going to more championship level team. Um, like the Lakers or Nets or any one of those top teams. But I honestly would like to see him on a, com- on a competitive roster too. I mean, like Cleveland needs vets, like I said, but Kevin Love is not the player that he used to be. And um, obviously it hasn't been tremendous in his kind of at back end of the stretch with the Cavs with his injury history too. So we'll see what happens with him and, and those updates. And we'll make sure to kind of co- keep you guys updated as listeners. Um with the most up to date information from the NBA, so, but that's going to wrap it up. Thanks for shouting out that last segment there for us, Ben and Kevin Love. Um, give us your guys' thoughts on on our episode details. Make sure to comment that my team would win against Ben's, and uh, no. we'll be <laughs> and we'll be back next week to film another episode for you guys. But this concludes another episode of the pickup.